All right. Going right into the bonus uh, content, if you guys aren't familiar with, uh, with how we do it. Um, we decided to make a main episode each week, and then we're going to do a bonus episode, you know, in case you guys can't stick around and listen to a whole hour. You can at least listen to just a really fun segment of bonus content that me and Andy do. How it works is basically every other week, Andy and I are going to bring up a topic mostly unrelated to uh, the playoffs or to any current event going on. It could be a current event, um, but it's just going to be unrelated to our main segment. And uh, so, for example, last week I brought up the Eric Carlson with the San Jose Sharks and how that's been an issue for the San Jose Sharks. This week, Andy said he came up with an idea and uh, he liked the element of surprise, so he didn't tell me. Um, and uh, I'll uh, we'll hear it together right now. What his uh, what his idea for the bonus content was? All right, dude. This one's gonna be a little spicy, and it might be a little a uh, little hard for you to listen to. But I want your honest opinion about it. So, um, I think I believe it was last night. I had the beginning of the Hurricanes game on mute. For whatever reason, I think um, my partner here had was on a, a work call still or something. Um, but I had the game on mute and I was watching it, you know, out of the corner of my eye um, and doing, I think, something on my phone. And I I looked up and I saw that we were on a penalty kill, and I I just basically took notice after I forgot what happened, but I think they had maybe like some sustained time. Uh, that they were just killing standing in their offensive zone on the kill or um, something to that effect. Maybe they had just broken out of their defensive side after a really long hold or something. But with the TV still on mute, uh, the, the, they panned to the fans and they panned out. And I could tell that something, you know, of significance had just happened. A, a turning point on the penalty had just happened. And if I didn't see that, I wouldn't have known. And so it dawned on me in the moment that the crowd is at times a sense, similar to your six senses or your, your five senses, but it's almost a sense of the game. It's a pulse on the, of the team and the franchise, and it's a pulse on the moment in that game. And we haven't had that over the past uh little over a year now and we haven't had it for a full season a full regular season so the take that i want is as a sabers fan with that element missing from your season this year do you think it's been more of a benefit pr wise in the sense that okay we had this you know dumpster fire of a season but at least the people, you know, at least we didn't have to see all the fans there going through it. At least we didn't have to see all the struggles of being a fan in person. Or do you think it has hindered you in the sense that um, it's it's sort of something now that the franchise might be able to use to sweep things under the rug? Like, um you know, you, you didn't have the fans this season, so maybe they can kind of manipulate the PR in a way that it's not as bad or like, well, we didn't have fans this season. We didn't have any of this revenue. Like I, I, I'm actually kind of forgetting the, the thought that I pieced together, but 
Um, but what's your take on as being a Sabres fan, has it been a positive impact to you, to your franchise? Do you think in the sense that it, it wasn't as ugly as it could have been knowing that, you know, fans could have been in the stands during this last season and really been giving, giving it to the, to the, to the, uh, team on the ice out there or do you think it's been a benefit in the sense that oh we're not as big of a laughing stock you know everybody has an empty arena everybody's got uh no concession that kind of thing this this is interesting it's it's very interesting i I actually like this topic a lot um I'll, i'll start by saying this um back in the I want to say the 2018-2019 season, uh, the Sabres started off really hot that season, and they had 10 games in a row that they won. Um, And if you remember, I believe the 10th game in that win was against the San Jose Sharks in overtime. And the, the rink was packed. I don't know if it was full capacity, but I remember watching the game, and, uh, Ristolainen, I think, goes to drive the net, it's three on three hockey in the regular season. So it's not like these are extended periods of time, but it, it's anyway, Rissalainen, he goes to the, to the net and he draws, I think two, de- two defenders towards him. And the San Jose Sharks just kind of, it, it was just a misplay in there. And it leaves Skinner wide open. He deeks, um, I want to say either Eric Carlson or Mark Edward Vlasic. I forget the defender. And then absolutely just undresses Martin Jones and backhands one right into the net and the crowd explodes. And I am talking like this is playoff or I'm sorry, this is regular season hockey. And it sounded like a playoff um, atmosphere. Electric. It was electric. I remember that night just I wanted to go straight to Twitter and look up all the highlight reels uh, (laughs) of that goal because it – the the crowd just erupted. Like I said, everyone jumped up. It was loud. You know, Rick Jenneret, who's the uh, play-by-play announcer for the Buffalo Sabres, always has a great call. Um, and he's just, you know, going wild. Mm-hmm. And it was just really like, oh, my gosh, this is what I want. Um, so to lead with that, I'll go into then with no crowd. With no crowd, I feel like it kind of puts more of a magnifying glass on the players. Okay. The team that you're watching. Um, you know, cause in that scenario, when, when Skinner scored, everyone's going crazy and you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, it was just a regular season win, but you're like, look at the crowd, look at everyone there mm-hmm. with no crowd. You can't get that. So you're just watching the team in front of you. And the team this year was just really bad to put it very generously. Um, and with no crowd, it just seemed like, it, it it put a magnifying glass on the team and it was, it made me feel as though it was even worse. Um, uh-huh. to go to your original point. I think that this was worse than actually having uh, fans there Yeah, because even though the rink was empty and no one was, no one could go in and no one could buy a ticket. You were more focused on the team now because there's no crowd to distract you. You know, I think a lot of the times during, you know, in between plays, They'll look, go to the crowd, and they'll see, you know, kids dancing. You'll see the mascot doing something, or you'll see a fan goofing off, you know, whatever. And it kind of takes you away from, you know, if, if the Sabres are down three to one against 
the Pittsburgh Penguins late in the game. You know, if they do that, you're like, okay, hey, that's funny to watch. But without that, it just made you really focus on this team and just go, wow, this team is really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't get to watch a lot of the games this season just because we don't have cable and, you know, due to local blackouts, thank God blackouts exist. Um, I wasn't able to, to really watch spared, spared you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They spared me. And honestly, there was nothing pulling me back into it. I, I watch a lot of reaction, um, channels and there's specifically one for a Buffalo Sabres fan. And she, I would just listen to her reviews. Cause obviously I couldn't watch the game and she records herself during the game. And, uh, you know, as she's, as she was watching the game, she's just saying this team looks flat. This team is yeah. so bad. Our power play is terrible. You know, and she's saying all this stuff, and that goes into what I'm saying. Where if there's no fans in the, in attendance, you're just your only focus is the players. And our team was awful, and it just really put a magnifying glass on that, and just really showed how bad this team was. I think that if fans were there, maybe it wouldn't have been a difference. But at least fans, at least it would show someone still, you know, hoping in this team, and someone still has hope in this team. When yeah. they return fans back, I think they only allowed like 25%. And with the way most NHL rinks are set up, I'd say the average is about 13,000, maybe maybe 14,000, somewhere in between there. I yeah, say. it's right around in there. So 25% of that, you know, it's just a couple of thousand. It's if I did a little really over 2,000, 3,000, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of... I think that without any fans, it, it still looked bad. And if not, it looked worse because now you really saw how bad this team was. If you thought the team was bad in front of a crowd and, you know, the crowd can always boo and jeer and, and respond to how the team is playing. But um, even without the crowd, it, it almost felt worse because there was mm-hmm. no one to cheer. You know, if the team was playing well, there was no one to cheer and, and say like, you know, this team's doing really good and show it by cheering when they scored. You know, it was just crowd noise and it was just the goal horn. And you can even see in the players' reactions to um, a lot of Jack Eichel's goals. He scores them. And at this point, he's he just, just, he he just, just Mr. Bean on a roller coaster. It's, it's mis- Yeah, it's Mr. Bean on a roller coaster. It's just everyone else is happy for him. They go up to him, they're smiling, and he's just fist bumping. And he's just he's got skating, the most, skating he's back. He's got the, the most bench. slate face on. You know, this guy's like a brick wall. It's, yeah. And it's, and uh, I think, yeah, that would be my take on it is um, the Pagoulas could try and make their, might try and turn this PR around and say, oh, well, no fans showed up. So, you know, we're still looking to, to have a good team next year. And uh, we, I mentioned it in the first episode. Um, Eichel has, has verbally and, and very, very, adamantly has, has directly uh, uh, yeah directly has has showed his frustrations with the team Ristolainen I mentioned brought up how he played 500 games none are in in the playoffs and Sam Reinhart who again is a restricted free agent this uh this season though he technically is now because it's over right. um they just all shared how, how they felt and uh it, it wasn't good as a Sabres fan if you're listening to that it's not good yeah and fans are not I felt like you know, they were going to say that regardless, but they couldn't turn to that. You know how some players, you know, if, if the team is bad, they'll go, oh, but, you know, I like the fancy. The fans are the best, you know. Yep. They yep. had to turn to that. They couldn't do that this season because yeah, the fans and were that, in attendance. 
That was and, kind of what I was thinking when yeah. I came up with this. Yeah. And so without fans in attendance, they they didn't have that excuse of saying, well, at least the fans were behind us. At least we had, a, you know, you know, uh, when when we're when fans were able to return and it was said that we could take 25 percent capacity. It was great to see, you know, us fill with 25 percent capacity. They couldn't say that. And um, I think it gets into your point that. That uh, it it didn't look good for the Sabers without fans. Yeah, I, f- I figured that would be your your take on it, but I thought it was a pretty interesting concept to bring up because it was, like I said, something that I recognized in the moment with the television on mute. It was funny. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and this is why I love when I heard fans were coming back uh, in the playoffs this season because I miss that aspect. You know, not just as a Sabers fan, but even just watching any game you know, the crowd is loud and you know that if, if a overtime winner goes into the net, that crowd's going to erupt and watching it last season in the playoffs. I'm very nostalgic about it because when I watched the playoffs, I was in long beach Island on vacation and we had our own room and it was so fun to watch these games. Um, but it would have even been better with fans in attendance uh, yeah. because I think after the first two games, let's all be honest, everyone, when you kept hearing the crowd noise, it just got old. You know, it's like no one, no one cheers this much. You know, I feel like fans, when it gets to a certain point in the game, they know when to stop or at least to kind of, you know, give it a pause. You know, fans aren't cheering 24 seven during the game. It's just, you know, it, it, to me, it was like, even, you know how, um, when they play the music in between the plays, they have to stop it once the play starts. Yep. I felt like whoever was, you know, had that audio board in front of them. Would they would stop the music, but they didn't stop the crowd noise. Leave the audience on. <laughs> yeah, they leave the audience on. You're just like, you know, I I know that you want to, you know, provide a sort of atmosphere for these players who don't have anyone watching them in front of them. But at a certain point, I think it'd even be more annoying for the players to know that no one's in the stands, but you keep hearing this noise over and over again. So I'm glad that they're back this this uh, postseason because I mean, just look at game one of the. Uh, the Carolina series. I'm, I was so happy to hear the roar of, of uh, yeah. Raleigh. Yeah, no, it's definitely really good to have the fans back. And uh, I think it was really good for Buffalo to have this season, this season uh, without the fans, because I think it does put the franchise itself a little bit more under the microscope. Um, and, you know, I think it really highlights the issues you know, at the front office and above, it's not just the players. It's, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a fan of the team. I don't need to tell you twice. This is the bonus section, but it is good to have them back, man. And I, uh, you know, I hope that you guys can turn it around and start, start bringing that attendance back up to a hundred percent one day. Cause yeah. uh, there's nothing better than an electric home experience as a fan, even no. if it's on the television. I got that in that San Jose game when we won 10 in a row. I got that. Yeah. I was so happy to see that crowd erupt. And it was like, Dude, just yes. how vividly you were explaining it. To yes. me. I can, there's a handful of games I can do that too, just because of, because they were playoff games. I mean, if, if you really, yeah. And if you really want to go back and uh, watch that game, you know, just watch the celebration. The crowd was loud and we were roaring. And there was one clip on Twitter I watched of someone who was in the stands just recording noise around them. 
That's awesome. And, uh, it was it was so loud, and you're just like, man, was this a playoff game? You know, yeah. a odd number of years ago. No, it was last night's game. And uh, you know, this is coming from someone who's gone to two uh, playoff, two Boston Blue- Bruins playoff games, uh, one against the Leafs, and actually, I think they were both against the Leafs. Yeah, they were both against the Leafs. So I've gone to a playoff atmosphere crowd and especially one of the more louder ones, Boston, you know, Carolina, Boston, you know, those, those are our fan bases that get really loud when, when their team is successful in the playoffs. Yep. And uh, what I would do is I, anytime the Bruins scored, I recorded, didn't say a word and just kind of let the atmosphere take in. And uh, it was a hell of an experience because anytime a big hit was thrown, anytime a, a block, a shot block on a, on a penalty kill or a clear during a penalty kill, you know, that crowd erupted. Everybody lets them know. Yeah, yeah, everybody lets them know. And by the way, um, I think it was game, th- boy, man, I think it was either game two or one in the 2019 series, the Leafs Bruins. Uh, Pasternak laid a big hit on Jake Muzzin. And you actually can see this on the, uh, I think, NHL TV or some sort of promotion for the NHL where they show big hits, they show big saves. One of the big hits they show is that Pasternak hit on, on Muzzin. And I always tell my friend and tell anybody that's watching, I'm like, if they panned out just a little bit more, you could see me and my friend, Ryan. Because <laughs> we were only, I think, eight rows away from the glass. But they obviously <laughs> zoomed in cool. on it. But we were right in front of that hit. And when that hit happened, we just went nuts. That's awesome, dude. I, I've been to a, a Bruins ottawa playoff game in 2017 the one when the beach ball got on the ice and the ref put it in the back of his shirt and uh my buddy that went with me we were in the upper we were in the upper decks in the loge and um we there was a goal scored and we were just soaking it in uh the atmosphere as hockey fans and then we see this blind person coming down the aisleway and it was just so moving it's like that person is literally here just to experience the atmosphere. Yeah. So, yeah, from that moment on, you know, the fans are just invaluable. So, yeah, glad to have them back. And uh, I'm glad we could talk talk this takeout. <laughs> yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And uh, just to add it, I mean, if you want to talk about what, what sport is best or what atmosphere is best in the playoffs, um, it's got to be hockey. Hands down, if a blind person is showing up to watch a game, you know, that, that goes to show you how well the atmosphere is. You know, I feel like in a, if you were to watch a baseball game and you couldn't see, you know, it, you wouldn't really get the same experience. I don't know if you could even tell if it was different than a regular season game because it's, it's just not a, a sport that really has a lot of oomph to it that hockey does, you know? Yeah. Because like we mentioned, there are only about tens of thousands of of, um, of fans in attendance in those hockey games, and they can make some of the loudest noise ever. Yeah, it does and, help that they're indoors, but... Yeah, it does help, yeah. But uh, but no, if, if a blind person has shown up, it, it really goes to show you how... It was cool, man. It was very moving. I, I would, yeah. I would have killed to see that because... You know, it it definitely shows you a lot of the respect they have for the game as well, because yeah. you can't see it, but you know those those senses are heightened. You're still living it, right? Experiencing yeah. it, enjoying it. So I'm glad good. you got to see that. But uh, yeah. no, this was this was a good this was good. 
Um, I'll have to try and figure out mine for next week. I think I have one. Hey. Uh, I think I have one. I think I know what it's going to be. It's um, I'll just say it's something that frustrates me a lot. Okay. You see, it, you see it a lot during games, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. We'll All right. Think with that. Sounds good. Sounds like a juicy one. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as always, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should be an interesting take next week. But um, you know, with that being said, thank you everyone for uh, listening. As always, uh, we we appreciate your feedback, and we always appreciate people uh, texting us and saying, "Hey, I really enjoyed the episode." Um, you know, like we said, Andy and I want to give more of a holistic view of the NHL and and give just our insight and just our our knowledge of the of the sport to to those out there that are willing to listen. And we really appreciate you uh, for listening to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, with that being, yeah. With that being said, thanks for uh, listening. And me and Andy are going to get ready for our busy night tonight. Yep. Take care, everyone. Yeah, Enjoy the game. Everyone.